So we're in the middle of chapter 25, Hemshechayim Beis. The mimer is uh, page Lamites Mem. We're actually going to begin Mem, page 40. But I want to review this chapter 25 before we do that, which is the conclusion of Maimer Kerech, Komachlikas Lashem Shemayim, which is the sixth Maimer. Okay. So, in the middle of a discussion here on uh, on the relationship, or you could say the metamorphosis, the process, how the spheres come into being. The spheres, as he made it very clear, the spheres are essentially God's, uh, let's call it, instruments with which he creates, or with which he brings anything into being. So we'll never know why Chachma through Malchus are these ten. You know, why is it not twenty? Why is it not a hundred? Why is it Dafke Chachma not Bina and not other things? But in some way, at the end of the day, this is the Ratzon of God. That these ten be his instruments of how everything comes into being. You say the channels, interfaces. There's a lot of words you can use. Uh, everything comes through the Esosphirus. But obviously, before the Esosphirus, there has to be the, the general thing that God wants to reveal. Wants to emanate, wants to express. However you use words. Again, these are all limited language. Because Atzmus, completely on himself, as he spoke in the first chapter, first, first chapter... That keser is rotsen. It's the first thing that's necessary for something that's an etzem. The first thing that's necessary is a desire. And of course, again, we're using human language, but it's the only way we can relate to it because there's no other way to speak. So think about yourself. If a person is a true atzmi, you take someone who's a muslim. He's complete in every possible way. Again, this is talking about a human being, a mortal, so it's not really possible. There's no such thing. But just hypothetical. So, and he wants something. I'm mean, sorry, if he doesn't want anything, like he says, they like the Melech, that's Musa. He's sitting in the Heichla Melech. This is the examples. He's on his own. And unless he has some awakening of a desire, somewhere deep, deep inside himself for something else, nothing's going to change, so to speak. So, Atzmus would just be Atzmus. The fact is, however, we understand in Atzman, but in some dimension, this etzem wants something, desires something. You know, ultimately, Chesidah says, Nesav HaKadosh Baruch Hu Lies, they did it with Achtenim. When Afatai was instructing Kasha, what does that mean? Because he's Lamayla Meseichel at that point. There's no Kashas. This etzem desires something. That desire will be manifest in what's called in Kabbalah, Keser. So that's in the etzem. There's nothing deeper than that. The etzem Nesav well, like he says, we know what he desires, but we don't know why he desires. Which shouldn't bother us, because who says there has to be a why? Why itself was created after the desire. The whole idea of question why, why not. Who says Seichel governs everything? See, by us, Seichel is such a, such a force of, of logic, because existence is so logical. You know, there's a system and everything. And that's all after the... And I don't go through the whole series I just wanted to bring it back. So this etzem desires, that's Keser. But Kesson, as he makes it very clear, is very, what we call makif. It's all-encompassing. What does he desire? He wants it all. It's like the architect envisions all of reality. You don't have reality just because you envision it. And again, we're not talking about kol yachl. God can do anything. 
He can desire and, and, and have takhtenim. You could always ask the question, why does he have to have actual takhtenim? Let him just desire takhtenim. And why does he have to put us through all these sodas? Desire it. Imagine we fulfilled it. And everything is fine. But clearly it's not a game. And there's something... Huh? In his reality... No, you can't say that because because when we struggle, God is in some way he manifests. You know that's the whole my Morich Sidis on Erdeno. Why Erdeno? You know the Shmei Kasa. Where did God have to come down? Because in some way, whether we understand it or not, God does. Once he wants it, he binds himself to it. It's like once he wants it, then he he, he binds himself. Why is Kasha that's the question Chassidus asks. It's the most question. The Abraham's question. He created the Yam, he created the Yabash. He doesn't want to change what's the big thing. Because once he created the system, and that's based on Taiva, that's It's not he created the system for us. Something, he, he, he wants the system. Again, we, don't, we can't understand everything, but he wants the system in the deepest part of him. So and then he binds himself to that system. So when you do a mitzvah, you don't do... It's, it's, it's either what's when you don't do a mitzvah from it I mean it's not a game it's not like you know these things are real how do you explain it is it's not right I, I, this is not I mean the, the truth is the spheres are really the way it's all explained because the spheres is where it plays itself out etc but oh, oh, let me let me just See, I don't want to go through the whole picture here because it's going to be too complicated. I'm just going to, through the sphiris. So once he desires something, something happens. Now again, the once is not in Zman, it's in the Madrega. So Madrega, the first step is going to be that from a built-in Metzius Nimtza is going to manifest in the Metzius Nimtza. That this built-in Metzius Nimtza of Asmus, is, he does not want only that. He wants a Metzius Nimtza. He wants something that exists and is defined by existence. Atmos is not defined by existence. You don't say he exists, you don't say he doesn't exist. It, the whole thing, you can't say spheres, you can't say a million spheres, you can't say bligvul, nothing. It's an etzem. An etzem, the only thing we can do is be shale everything that we know about reality, that he's not that. We can't even say it's a he, for that matter. However, this entity, whatever you call it, Atmos, desires tachtenim and desires a system like ours. We know this because there wouldn't be a system if he didn't desire it. And he wants a system that has a, a dimion to him. That's why he creates Salmenu Kid Musenu. We know that also. That's why the Tater is so vital to us. Because without Tater, we don't have a Gilidas. What does Atmos want? If you say Tater is man-made, it's not just a problem that you don't have to follow every halacha because it's a man-made system. We have a bigger problem. We have no relationship with God. We have no idea what he wants. We don't have any idea about him. We're going to start speculating. A mortal creature is going to speculate what created him. How far can you go already? You know, you can guess a few things. You can't know him almost any, nothing you can't know. And, and he writes in the Torah that he wants us to know him. And he wants us to relate to him. Mahu chanun, It's not just, as I said many times, it's not just a master and a slave. I created you and serve me. It's not, it's not so simple. Serving, part of serving is re- relating to me. I want you to have a relationship with you. Shut baruch my separations. He gave a neshama keyach, a neshama is a chelik kelikam and malmamish. So it's a it's a real serious. And I know these are such obvious things, but you, you, sometimes you have to just re, start from scratch. And <coughs> such you say this, you have to rethink simply on a basic. So he he wanted to give us tools to relate to him on our terms, not on his terms, because on his terms he doesn't need tools. 
And these tools begin by understanding first build the Metzius Nimtze, moves to Metzius Nimtze. That's more or less Oyer. If you say Oyer, the real translation of Oyer, beyond energy, beyond light, is essentially God manifesting. That's the only real, I would say, the closest definition. He's manifesting. Whereas before, there's no manifestation. So to speak, Lifnei Oyer, not Nizman, it's Atmos Atmos, which is right now here also. But there, but Oyer becomes the so-called first interface. It reflects. You could say, God needs a reflection. No, he doesn't need a reflection. Not only that, Eir does not megala atmos, really. Only because Eir is bottle. And that's the secret to Eir. Because it has nothing but being a reflector of its source, so it carries everything. It's like an Evid. It doesn't have to relate to the Melech. I'm just giving my own example. Evid doesn't know the depths of the Melech, but he knows one thing. Whatever the Melech says, that's what I do. He wants me to bring a Sefer. He wants me to learn with him, I learn with him. He wants me to go chop wood, I chop wood. In other words, from that perspective, the bitl gives it all its power. The Rebbe says an expression, once told someone in Yechidus, bitl kenish bottle then. So bitl, the thing that bitl has, has nothing. That's why it has everything. Like Lesla Megam Malklum, like Malchus in a way, later, in lower levels. So it carries, they call it, it's the carrier. It's the carrier wave, or whatever. So it's a carrier of energy. And it's, it's, I mean, if you think about it, it's, it's, in Samach says, B'zeh Chiddush, Rabbein Nishmasein, this is the Chiddush of the Alter Rebbe. Eir. Because Eir is bottled to the Moed, it does things, it has the ability to answer a lot of questions, which I'm not going to go into right now. Now, Eir, however, is Poshet. Since just as it reflects the source, it's Poshet. So we, we have here, yes, Eir has changed the picture, and now you have a Metzius Nimtze. But if you look at Eir before anything, all you're going to see is like a projector of light. We talked about a projector, let's say, being the source, and there's a projecting light. What do you see on the wall, on the screen? Nothing. Not nothing. You see light. That's all you see. We're not even getting to bleak wool and that it overwhelms. Obviously, that's part of it. That it ain't soft, if nothing could exist because all it is is a reflector of its source. And, and, and since the source is all powerful, the, the, the energy is all powerful. So then comes the level of spheres. Since God didn't just want a pshitizdika world, you could also say, so it's a world like ours, and everything is one thing. Imagine everything, there's no such thing as everything is white light. It means you can, you, can, you can hypothetically think of a world that is just one flavor, so to speak. It's not what he wants. He wants, like it says, in the, and it says, that's because it could have all been bracious. The problem would have been, there wouldn't be diversity. Okay, so now he wants diversity. Again, why? I'm not getting into it. That's what he wants. To create diversity, the Eir, now that it's a Mitzvah, the Eir has first no Sphiris at all. Then there's a level of Sphiris in Ketz. Because remember, it's all reflecting God. From God's perspective, really, it's in Ketz Sphiris. If you're already talking Sphiris. Then comes a level where it begins, all in the vision of the divine source, so to speak. We're not talking yet, no, nothing has come into being as we, is the level of Esosphiris Agnusis. Right, exactly. And this is, he makes it clear, it's not just the root of the containers, it's the root of the... This is not in the level of Esosphiris Agnusis, this is the fall. No, Esosphiris Agnusis is the next level in Eden Sof Lifni HaTzimtzum. Basically three, you could say three levels, if you want to put it this way. There's more usually break it down, but usually three. So there's air higher than all. He said this. This he said clearly in an earlier chapter. Higher than all spheres. There's air in spheres saying cats. So in other words, it has already the idea of spheres, which is chokhmah bina, 
and, and many more. Bligvul, basically. Bligvul uh, diversity, if you want to put it that way. And then there's ten. Now we call it Eses for the Sagmuzis. That's not a Lashon of Chassidus. It goes straight back to the Zehar, to Kuni Zehar. You have the Lashonis, all the proofs for it. So the oil in Sofit is before the... No, Eses for the Everything is Pshit is before the symptom. Let me finish. It'll all be, one second, let me finish. I'm going to explain it all. I'm, that's what I'm leading to. It's all that he discussed. I'm just giving you a summary of the last ten chapters, basically. So, so we have now is like this. Because he wants a desires, as I said, all the way in Etzim, there's the desire for structure. So in his, in, if you put it in the mind, using the muscle, the mind of the vision of the, vision of the architect, which in, the, in this case, basically, in the of you, you can say is the mind of the architect right now. The vision of the architect, even better. Not a mind yet even. The vision of the architect. He says, "Clearly, Shir Atzmi B'Kayach is one lashon he uses. Another is that how he envisions what comes later. Adam Kadman is the same thing, but after the Tzimtzum. Yeah, yeah, that, that, he makes that clear. But it's a dogma for it. It's almost the same thing. Well, not quite right from almost. Yeah, but Remember, the Tzimtzum addition changes everything again. Hold on. But this is, think of it like the Etz, like I mentioned before the Melech in his Batzmuse. He's sitting in his Heichel HaMelech. He has nobody. But now he's already no longer nobody because he's already desiring something beyond that himself, whatever that means. So that desire doesn't mean that he has yet he's appointed anything. He hasn't appointed, he hasn't shaped it. Think of an artist who wakes up one morning and says, I'm going to create a new piece of art. It may take him five years to do it. And he's developing it in his mind. So it's, a, again, an example. You could say the question is when God develops in his mind, and as soon as he thinks, he creates... One second, so Chassidus asked it. It doesn't talk about it here. The answer is no, but, but God wanted a structure and he stopped himself from doing that. So the answer is no, it's not the case. It's a nice sweater, but then you're back to square one. He doesn't want it, right? And then you don't need mice. Then the whole thing. And the Abishta wants buffet is Bresh's Borelakim and there's Mamoris and there's Asiya and Matan Teda happens after Chov of Dedus. That's what it is. Even Ak is not completely, because Ak is still Lamayla Mizman. Ak is like, it's one skidder. If, if Ak was enough, then you wouldn't need the next worlds either. It's never, it's not, it's not enough until you have what we have. You need a Gashmis, you need all the levels. There's no way around that. Bottom line, Dira B'Takhtenim is not fulfilled in El Misal Yenim, no matter how much it's a vision there. God's vision is not Tassia? So why would you need anything after Ak? Let it, let it all play itself out in Ak. No, but Chassidus says, as soon as the says, Bereshi is bottle of Kimishmah Vesad, he created it. Chassidus brings a second raya. But the Kishutin. Because his speaking is his creation. You ask a question, Chassidus asks, and answers. That says, first of all, the Abish says, Bereshi is bottle of Kimishmah which is not. Pchir is not an illusion. Pain is real pain. You can go on. Golos is real Golos. Churm Beis Amigdash, Sinas Chinam. These are not illusions. So it says that befeish. I mean, and the second thing it says that brings the raya from kishutin with 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 achizus anayim. Why would there be a, a issue of kishuf if everything is is an illusion? So this brings these two rayas. Why it's not a figment? It's, it can't say it's imagination. Yeah, these questions are asked. Look, let's put it this way: every sugi has its place. Trust me, it's not the sugi here. Here, just rest assured, there is an existence for every possible way. There'd be no tzimtzum if there wasn't existence. It could all be lifting at tzimtzum. Lifnet Simpson is, if you want imagination, there's nothing better than Lifnet Simpson. You don't have to go after Simpson either. But Simpson could be before the imagination. It could be between the second Anyway, it's not that way. The bottom line is there's a reality that's real, real, real. 
or else, or else every mitzvah is nefesh, every price we pay. You may, whole day of mitzvah falls apart if you make it into imagination. Who cares? You do a mitzvah, you don't do a mitzvah. Big thing. It doesn't change anything. In his imagination, he's going to have Mashiach at the end of the day anyway. It, it takes away the whole reality of our lives and our choices. I'm not getting into even that. Let's not even talk about that right now. Schad, Einish. No, there's no way. Not, not, you, know, you can argue it philosophically, but not from a Tata point of view. Tata, life, there's real consequences. I mean, you could basically eliminate everything. Every time a person has pain, why are you sitting shiva and crying? For what? Who, whose imagination are you fulfilling exactly? God, get over it. The whole thing is an illusion and don't have pain. It's not that. Anyway, bottom line is I'm not, I don't want to go there right now. Let, let me go back to where I was here. So I'm, I, I, and, and sphere is big wool. It's the same level? I told you it's three levels within Eir Sof. But it's not levels. It's just three dimensions. Right. It's th- yeah. But then you have sphere is big wool, yeah. then you have the yeah. And then you have Eir that's higher than sphere is all together. So now, we're learning I am Bezi. I'm not learning, I'm not giving, if I want to give an overview of all of life, it's a different discussion. We're talking the same base. So now, the, now the problem, okay, that's Esosphere Agnosis. The issue, however, is Esosphere Agnosis, as he makes it very clear, is all inside the desire. It's all inside the Ratzin. It's how the, the artist envisions it. You know, hypothetically, just to give an example, a guy could be a vegetable in a hospital and has greatest visions. And he can't do anything to implement them. He doesn't have faculties working. You know, you could sit in your own room and imagine anything. You don't have a reality that we, that we call reality. So the fact is, God wants a reality like ours. So here goes that has to be the next step. The next step is how from Esosphere Agnusus begins the shape of actual spheres. So first of all, Esosphere Agnusus because they're submerged in the Rotsun, in the Eden Sof Lifnei Atzimtum, they're completely not completely not defined by anything. He makes it very clear this isn't even relative. This is fundamental pshitus, plus fundamental formlessness. And there's a whole chapter where he discusses how that's possible. And he explained basically because it's kolol, it's not spheres. It's only spheres in our words. We're using words of what would come later. That later, where is it there in God's Ratzon? So he called it Esos Agnusis. So the fact that we know this, Esos Firis Agnusis, tells you there must be, but let's say if you opened up your nefesh, would you find the Kayach and Kayach and Kayach Achachma You're not going to find anything. Even even not, even with a microscope, even in, in, in Machshava, because Anasham is Poshet. But we know the fact that when a soul enters a body and suddenly you can see and hear and think and speak, you, you must say, where is it coming from? It's not coming from the body, because after it's not there. So where did it come from? It came from the soul, but I don't see it in the soul. So you have to say, through extrapolation, that the soul must have it in a form that's formless. The soul is like a form of energy, invisible. The, the, the details are invisible, not just invisible, they're fundamentally in a different state of being. We don't relate to such a state because we relate to a tangible world. A table is here, a chair is there. We don't relate to the table and chair are all together as one. What does that mean? I don't relate to such a thing. Tell that, that makes no sense. An orange is, an, is not an apple. A, a frog is not a kangaroo. I mean, I'm just giving examples. I heard that Marshall, you can have, take a piece of wood and you can either make it a table, you can make it either a chair. It's the same thing. Uh, and, and, yeah, there are, there's, there's a lot of mashalim you can give. That's really chemer with before tzura. Here it's even more than chemer and tzura. It's a little deeper than that because here it's more like unconscious almost. Because remember, there it's yesh miyesh at the end of the day. So you just yesh like this. No, no, but that's sort of pure tzura you could say. It's it's a little. I wouldn't say that moshul is the best moshul. There's a lot of but he does give moshul. He gave the moshul of remember how seichel is seichel poshut. 
abstract seichel before it becomes chesed and gevura. He gave the example. That's okay. That's that's the spheres. Anyway, bottom line is, without going further, you could, we can go back. I'm just giving a summary to where we're up to now. Now, so there, so therefore, there's a tzimtzum addition. Tzimtzum conceals. It blocks everything. Suddenly, the whole light. That everything we talked about. It's not just a projector that's going through film and you're seeing ACs. Everything stops. So there's a stage where there's a complete concealment. And there's all the reasons for that. It's primarily because of containers. You know, until this second. It lasts forever. It's forever and ever. And its existence can be if it doesn't, if it's not that way. You have to remember, you cannot think about time here. You have to think about levels as if there's no time. It's all levels. It's dimensions. Stop everything time. Let's say you can stop the clock right now. Right? There's dimensions to existence, even in one second. You know, there's levels and levels. You have to think of it like that. You can't think in terms of Zman and Mokim, or else you're going to get, lose the whole thing. It's a very interesting thing. I mean, uh, the continuous. Like, like the air is continuous. Like, and the is also continuous, by the way. Absolutely. Absolutely. And there are moments where the layers are broken open. Like, you know, when we say Shabbos comes, a door opens. Or a layer gets unconcealed, so you have another layer. But also you don't see it with your eyes. You have to be sensitive. Anyway, let's continue here. So then, he can, so this Simpson addition is primarily because of the containers. But the energy was also concealed. The Esosphere Agnosis were also concealed. So he's right now in the middle of a whole discussion of establishing that the Simpson has two different impacts. The impact for the Kalim is complete concealment. Because the Kalim have to have an identity. An identity cannot exist before the Simpson period. Impossible. And there must be a concealment. Again, from our perspective, obviously. For the container. Container simply means identity. Something has parameters. Chesed Gvura. Now, um, the Eiris, on the other hand, even though the Eiris are Eiris Gvul, like he makes it clear, it's not, the Eiris are, are not the root of the containers, they're the root of energy, but because air is... Eiris of Gvul, exactly. Eir HaGvul. That's what he calls it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shor She Eiris. The Eir itself has Gvul in it. So you have to use the Kei HaGvul for that. No. He says it's not the Kei HaGvul of the Kalim. It's basically the power of diversity that this vision has. Think of it that way. Kalim is actual wanting to have actual identities, actual defined structures. Sfiris is the vision of God that he wants diversity. And that is, there's an Eir HaChochmeh, there's Eir HaBina, there's Eir Ha... He's in the middle of, this is the middle of the discussion. We're not going to conclude it right now. You must use Gvul for this. It's a combination. I don't know, what, let's not use Hebrew. Can you explain to me what the word Gvul means? Even, even Kalim are not Gvul. What does Gvul mean? This table I know is Gvul. To, to eliminate. So exactly, everything outside of Atmos is Gvul. How do you like that? Even Eir Ein Sof Lifni Had as soon as it's a mitzvah, it's gvul. What do you mean by gvul? If you're talking about gvul measuring 5 inches, 10 inches, that doesn't exist. Even kalim of atzillus. Hold on, let me finish. Even kalim of atzillus are not measured by, by, you can't measure it with a, with a measuring stick or with a thermometer. So, so let's just define. See, gvul, when we mean gvul, we mean real gvul this way. As soon as you talk ruchnis, you're not talking about gvul. 2 plus 2 is 4. Is it gvul or not gvul? Yeah. Yes and no. Depends what you mean by gvul. You can't say just yes. What do you mean? But compared to physical space, this table is, is 10 feet by, by 3, 4 feet. 2 by 2, 2 plus 2 equals 4 doesn't have such a measurement. 
If you ask me, what's the measurement of 2 plus 2 is 4? Is it different than the measurement of 3 plus 3 equals 6? No, they're the same. But in their world of concept, the 2 plus 2 is not 3 plus 3. I'm just giving you an example that you could have something that you would, some person, one person would call gvul, person, another person would call not bleak gvul, but a different type of gvul. So how high can you go? If you really want, only atzmus is true bleak gvul amiti. Because bleak gvul is not just kamus, it's echus. Imagining the apple and apple in here. Exactly, exactly. So could you measure that? You can't measure that, but, but yet it's defined in a way. But it's because it's an apple, and if you imagine a table, it would be a table. The point I'm trying to make is, again, I don't want to go, in, if you want introduction to the we should close I am Bayes and learn that. I am Bayes is a mime, we're learning my mother. I'm trying to explain I am Bayes now. You're not going to get the whole picture just from one speech of mine here. You know, we can't resolve it all here. I'm just trying to say this. I'm saying this also for the camera, those that are learning this. But but if you start thinking about it, you'll see it, it, it's a big picture. And the Rabbeim didn't write thousands of pages if they thought you could figure it out with one page. It's not so simple. The, the, the real training here, as I said yesterday in the class, it's not just about learning facts. It's learning how to think differently. You have to think edler. There's no, see, this is edler thinking. It's, it's, it's not... It's not accumulate. In Gemara, you need a good cup, a little cup also to understand the Svaris. But it doesn't force you to think from the Mailam is Manamokim. You don't need to think about the Mailafon and Mailachet when you're learning a Sugi. You need to have a good head, you need the consistency, you need to compare a lot of details. And it's brilliant. And I'm not, it's a different type of Seichel. Here, this Seichel requires Havshata, requires not thinking, thinking not like, it's basically forcing you to not be yourself. Because if you're if yourself, then the chassidus has no pull. If you want to think in Mugushim Dika way, and not only, you talk about Atzmus, Atzmus is not just not like 2 plus 2 equals 4. The question now is, how is Atzmus or Elokus different than Kalim of, and what's the difference between Kalim and Eidus Datsilus compared to 2 plus 2 equals 4? And you'll see it's not so simple to answer that. Because 2 plus 2 equals 4, okay, an idea, concept doesn't take up Zman Malkin, but it has parameters. My point I'm trying to show is that Gvul has, has bleak, that not Gvul. In, in Gvul itself, there's levels. That's all I'm trying to demonstrate here. So you want to explain exactly Ada and Kelly, he's going through a lot of pages. This is, I would say, around 80, 90, page, 80, 90 pages, just around understanding the between Ada and Kelly. But one thing is for sure, he makes it very clear from the beginning of the Hemshech that there's a thing called Er Primi. And he makes the case that Er Primi means not just mo, uh, not, non, uh, colorless liquid in, col, in, in tinted glasses, which means the liquid is completely poshut. He makes it clear that air primi, like the faculties of the human being, when the air hariya goes into the kayachar, into the ayin, the, the kayach is also a kayachariya. It's not just one energy, like, like, like colorless water is flowing into your body, and when it ends up in the eye, you see, and it ends up in the air, you hear. The kayach itself has shape, some shape. Now, what's the difference between kayachariya and the ayin gashmi? That needs to be discussed, and he, this is what he's discussing. But he makes the case, and many may, brings proofs for it. He brings proofs for it. That even though seichel, for example, rests in the mind, it affects the rest of the body. But the seichel, for example, to walk, is seichel maisi, as he calls it. It's just a seichel that requires a chetenius seichel. The seichel, to think, requires a brain. And if it wasn't that way, what would happen? If you took away, God forbid, the brain, would your hand begin to think? No. A person would be, besides that, they wouldn't be able to think. Period. So, 
The point is the brain is a perfect container for the seichel that rests in the brain and not somewhere else. And there's true Eira seichel. Eira seichel is not Eira midas. And the more you find the candy, the brain is, the more... The more yeah, 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 yeah. So the case is made here that Eir in the Moshul, and same thing in the Nimshul, that also Eir has some type of personality. Is it amorphous? Absolutely. The example he gave for it, the best example of that, one of the examples he gave was Shama and Hillel. They hear Shmai Vavtayan speak. Shmai Vavtayan say Asvara. Shama hears Gvura. Hillel hears Chesed. And it's not Stama theory. Lekula, Lechumra. Yisur Heter. Okay, so you could say, one second, how do you know that the Svara, maybe the Svara is really Poshet? He says, no. Varaya, that sometimes Shammai is Mekel and Hill is, is, is Machmir. Why? Because when you go back to the teacher, you go back to the idea, the idea is, 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 is amorphous. It's more ethereal. It has, it's like a potential state. So there's a Chesed and Gvura there, but it's not quite shaped. That, the example, like the Nefesh, hasn't it Chesed, Gvura, Choch, Mabina, but it's not quite shaped yet. Kalim give it shape. So you ask the question, what happens if there be no containers? Yes, you would never see the ma- you would never see the shape and form of the keches. But if the keches had no shape and form, the containers would never be able to, yes, would, would never come alive like that. Yeah. Now, does he make, gives the actual proof? Why can't you say that the keches themselves are just pshutim? Is there any physical example? I don't remember that he gives one. Like for example. Well, we know in medicine today, I mean, in, in basic neurology even, that nerves, the optic nerve is not the audio nerve. For example, when you, when you look at something, it's, it's a different nerve that's going into the brain. Once it hits the brain, you know, it has different, like we said, you could have synesthesia, you could have an exchange or reversal of roles. But let me continue on. But now comes the problem, the next step. And this is where it gets labdic. Okay, you could say the air fine, has, has shape and form, some, some personality. But it's relatively, pshit is formless compared to the containers. But the esos is are completely formless. As we said, it's in the vision. This is already, the air is already outside of the so-called etzema nefesh. Because we had the tzimtzum. We also said that tzimtzum for the containers was a siluk, complete concealment. For the air, however, he's making the case, and that's what he's building here. For the air, because... The air is poshet, meaning it's not as defined as the containers. So the tzimtzum only affected the meaning the vision, only in a form of mute. That's what he's building up now. That's where he's going to. So to understand that, which will mean at the end of the day that Atzillus, when you say Atzillus is Yeshma'in or Gileahelim from its higher source, so Kalim we know is Yeshma'in from the source. Eris we said refers Gilead Helam. Then he said it's Yashmaayan. So he's basically going to say that Eris also have. It's Kilia Helam from the Esosphere's Agnusis. And Yashmaayan compared to the Sphere of St. Ketz or the, the, the higher than Sphere of altogether. Why is this critical? Because he wants to show how the vision of the divine vision of existence has in it somewhat the shape and form that later will become real shape and form. But it's not a shape and form inside the essence. So to explain this, he began the whole muscle with letters, two examples that we're working with here. Yeah. Muscle one is word and letters. Baruch is the example. So when you teach a child bays, and you even open up a safe and say, here's the bays of, of Baruch, in the bays the child only sees as a letter. Has no clue that it's part of, that it means something. Definitely not the depth of the word Baruch. The same teacher who's teaching it, 
the same base knows it's part of the word Baruch. Baruch is part of a phrase, Baruch Shama Vahaya Elam, or other, other, other phrases. And as, as he explains, Gansa Sugis, Baruch can be great a whole great Svarim on, on this, that word. What does it mean? Gashmis, Baruchnis, and so on. So, here you have a reality that exists in two, two, in two realities at once. And one only sees one thing. So, do you need a Tzimtzum Bederich Siluk to reveal the base of Baruch? No. You just need to cover up all the wisdom within the word Baruch. You hide the Rej Vav Chav. And you just focus on the base. A silik would mean you'd have to conceal everything and not even give a base. You are giving the base to the student. To, even to the beginner child. A base. That's, so that's marshal number one. There's however a dilemma with this marshal. That chapter, what I just said, is Perek Chov um, Gimel. 23. But then there's a problem with this marshal. He says that this Moshal seemingly fits much more if you said that the ten hidden spheres was the root of the Kalim, like the Pardis says. Because then it's very nice. The ten hidden spheres are the root of the Kalim. But Lifni at Simtsum, the Kalim, being Oseus, Bezrov, Reshvav, Chof, within them radiate the Seichel. So you need to conceal the Seichel. And now what's left over are letters, containers. And that's what you teach the child. Beautiful Moshal. The energy, on the other hand, the Seichel, there's no symptom in the seichel. Either, either the seichel is concealed or it's not concealed. Like he says, the air is air. I will feel much more conscious as the goes and shows his mashaich lemik may ban nimshul. Shakolub chinis air. So he gives two answers for this question in chapter 24. Answer number one is that. That air itself has chetzenis and primis, so that's where it would fit. That the primis air is concealed, chetzenis air is revealed. And answer number two is that we're talking about he introduces the level of shemus. They said before in chapter sixteen that the sheresh of eiris are the shemus. So he says in shemus in the names, which is a lower level than the air itself, it connects the air and the keli. It's the bridge between energy and container. She says that in these names, there you could say when the names are all together before the symptom, you have so-called the esosphysagnosis in the energy. And then the symptom reveals one name or a single name. But that's a somewhat, I don't think it's parenthetical, but it's then he goes back in chapter 25 and introduces a new marshal. This is a new marshal. The new marshal is not letters of a word, but concepts. Every concept, by definition, has to have details. So the teacher, so we're not talking about letters and a word. We're talking about a concept, and well, one concept, and many, and, and many smaller concepts that lead to a bigger concept. Yeah, many aspects, like we spoke, you'd give, you know, whether it's the Yud Gimel Midrash the or the laws of geometry, whatever it is, any body of seichel. I mean, that's big bodies of seichel. But any idea, any concept is made up of details. So when someone sees the detail, someone hears the detail, the student, he understands the detail completely. But he doesn't yet get the whole picture of what that detail is leading to. Whereas the teacher knows the whole picture, and therefore every detail is informed by the big picture, and therefore there's a different way of looking at it. 
So now this mushal changes something. This mushal now you're getting into something deeper. The letters and the that, that's what I, I the end of the last class on this chapter. The last few lines were so dense. I just, that's what I really want to go over right now. So essentially, the mushal here works like this. Here now you're talking about air throughout. Even the student has air, air hasecho. In the mushal with the bays, you could you, you could hypothetically say that bays doesn't have any energy. He's gonna he's gonna say later that it does, because even containers have energy. But he's making it clear it's not like the pardis. That's not we're talking about the root of energies. But you could argue the base of the child has very, very diminished energy. It has a shimmer, as he said. It has something. But it doesn't have real air. That's why he asked the whole question in chapter 24. Here, however, you're not talking about a letter of a word. And only the word has an idea. Here you're talking about even the, even the sub, even the, 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 the piece of the concept also has seichel in it. But yet, it's a limited dimension of air because it's only a limited part of it. It's not the whole picture. And he goes through all different le- possibilities here. Possibility that even if the student comes, then he gives an example, two ways that the student has a limitation. One, he doesn't know the general picture, only the detail or details. Or even if he knows the whole, say, it's in a diminished way. It's not like by the teacher. He sees the tree, the tree is not the forest. Well, that's good. But the question is whether it informs the, the trees again. That's the thing. One second. Okay. Okay. And then he conti- and then he says, "How about I?" Then he continues on and says that even when the student will come to all the details, he'll never know it quite like the teacher, because the teacher, at this point at least, because the teacher knows it, and as they say, have shut the dick away. The teacher's mind, because he's struggled with it, he knows it so well, he sees the whole picture in that way. A student is coming through halbasha. He's coming mamat lamayla. So it's a bu- at the end of the day, it's a bunch of pieces of one puzzle. The person who knows the full puzzle well sees the pieces different than a person who's come through the pieces to see the puzzle. One day the student can come there, but he's not there yet. We're talking here where there's still... So it's almost like mamat lamayla, mamayla lamata. Seeing a big picture from below, from piecing it together, or seeing a big picture once you got to, to the top and you're looking down at the details. All this is the example. Now, what does this example do for us? So now he adds a whole new thing. And it's a very fundamental piece. He says, You know, I'm going to read it quickly since uh, page Lamatas, 39. It's the middle of chapter 25. Let me explain what he's going to say, then I'll read it quicker because we read it already. I just want to sum it up. Basically, what he's going to say is that this muscle reveals to us something that the other muscle does not. It's very vital. But before we say what the other muscle does not, let's say what this does. What you have here, the muscle is like this. That the esosphirus, as I said before, is really the vision of the creator, or the vision of the emanator, or whatever, of Atmos. Illuminator. Wants to have this type of structure. So the structure is still in the vision level, and there's a kavana there. Think of the so this, think of the person who knows the puzzle, the pieces from a mile lamata. Here we're talking not even just the teacher. We're talking about the one who conceived of the whole thing in the first place. So let's argument sake you're having a conversation with an artist, a very complex painting, and it took you years to study it. Okay, and you finally pieced it together. So there's stages where you only see one piece of the of the painting. You understood it. Okay. Ne- next day another piece, another piece, another piece, another piece. Then you have the schus and you meet the artist himself. 
Not just masters who studied it. The artist himself, the one who created it. No matter how much you have studied it, you can have an intelligent conversation, but he sees the whole thing differently. He started with a vision. Then he put it into pieces. And now you're trying to so-called align yourself to his vision of it all. I'm not saying you can't, but the whole purpose of, of, of Vedas Hashem is that we make a dida b'tachten. But we're talking now where there's still a distinction between Beda and Nivra, or between Maitzel and Natsalim. That's a better example, Maitzel and Natsalim. So, so let's say having a conversation, an imaginary conversation with the artist. In this case, it's God. So you say, okay, you know what? I know from you, I'm just, you know, this is a conversation. That I know we have Chachma, we have Bina, we have Das, we have Chesed, Gura, Very good. Okay, you got to that place. In other words, world, the world is not just Chachma, it's not just Bina. I mean, you could also have just Chachma and Bina. But you come to a point you've developed and you realize you figured it out that there's more. Okay, I also know that you have a Kavan in all of this. Why would you make these ten spheres? You must be emanating to us something of your Ratzon, your desire. Also very good. That's as deep as you go, this conversation, you're gonna, the, the, the speaker is going to, the, the macabre is going to ultimately be limited because you, you, you're still not the artist. If you were able to go into the artist's mind and really relate to the kavona of this whole piece of art that he created this world, there'd be not a different picture, but a whole different profound picture. Much more abstract, much more pure, and, and like, like almost perfection. Whereas you built it up and you've, you, 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 you have observed it, and you've studied it, and you've explored it. Look at Iron Base itself. We're learning Iron Base. Every page is a piece of the puzzle. Look how we're learning even. And we're trying to figure it all out from one page. The Rebbe Rashab felt it necessary to write basically 1,500 pages. Now, if you're sitting with the Rebbe Rashab right now, which when we learn, I guess we are, you know. So when he would learn this page with you, as deep as you're going to get it, you can imagine, not just being a Rebbe, he wrote it. He knows what's coming next. He wrote what he knows what this is leading to. So even after we finish it, the Talmud is still going to be a far distance from the Rav. The question is, what's the difference? I know all the facts now. Let's, I'm talking about a Talmud that memorized knows everything. Not that he doesn't know something. What's the difference? The difference is that, that the, 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 the composer, the Mechaber, has the whole picture in his mind in a whole different level. And that's how he's explaining now Esosphirus compared to Esosphirus Agluyus. Esosphirus is how we see it. Also, not completely, we, not Elam Hazah. We're talking about even in Hashem and and Esosphirus is how God sees it. And that's why it can be pshittas completely. Because it's pshittas by him. Yes, he wants the details. Remember, this is not really a perfect example because we're talking about the Rebbe Rashab's mind or in the Rebbe Rashab on paper, it's obviously gluyas. We can learn it. But what's inside this gluyas is gnuzas. And what's inside the gnuzas is even deeper than Esosphirus. Because the Kavon el and Atzmus is manifest through the Sviris. So, if you ask, if you you'd say, you'd say, okay, the Rebbe, tell us the Pshat and the whole Hamshach. He can give you. But why did he write it L'Chadchila? Why did he write Hamshach Hayim Beis? That already you're going even deeper than the Hamshach itself. Then you have to go into the Mechaber before he even created it and said, why did he create Hayim Beis? He could have just written some of Vav. I'm just giving an example. My point is that the Esos Sviris Agnuzis, besides revealing a whole different dimension of Esos Sviris, it also leads you to a place that's beyond Esosphirus. And that's where the Siluk and Helam are so relevant. So to say that from Esosphirus Agnusus to Esosphirus Agluis you need Siluk, complete concealment, no. Because the fact is, even a student can read. This is, and this is not just like the base of Baruch. You are, these are concepts. You're understanding a concept that the Rebbe Rasha put into Seichel. 
However, you're understanding a piece of the concept, not the whole concept. You mean like a mime versus the whole thing? Yeah, like that. You could say that. A mime or a page. Or, or yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Or a chapter. I mean, however you break it down. So bottom line is, what's going to lead to is to tell us that we see here an example where to say that it's not part of the picture, you can't say the student doesn't have part of the picture. He says clearly, from the part, you see, you can see the hole in it. More than that, you will come one day to the hole. But you still, there's something that needs... The, now, if the teacher revealed, that if, if he had not put it down on paper, in Esosvius Gluis, if he revealed it out, Esosvius Agnusis, without any symptom, we would not be able to learn it. Bottom line is, whatever Shab called you into his room and started speaking for a half hour, told you oh, everything, the autopsis of this, you wouldn't get it. You just wouldn't get it. It would be beyond anything. So you definitely need a symptom. Question is, is it a complete, you know, instant? So to make the Mitzvah of Kalim, you're going to need a symptom because there's no, you need to have, a, to have a Talmud in the first place. You have to have an individual. Which probably would be more like the Beis of Baruch. That's more symptom than the Seichel Prati and the Seichel Kwali. So let me read quickly now till the end. And, and, and the last lines are very dense, but I think they can be understood by all of this. Okay. So he says like this. The example for this you can say in the Esospheres. The example of this, you could say, the Inyan Asfiris goes like this. See, read the words now. There's a Kavonaklau in the emanator, in the artist, as I was saying, in the composer, whatever, the Machaber. There's a Kavonah Primis within the emanator. Of Bechlal Atzilus, and what and 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 specifically why ten spheres and not ten, ten not nine not eleven. We spoke about this kavan before, but he's going to say, what is the general thing? Specifically, the Atzilus, the emanation of these ten spheres, this kavan is manifest. He brings now sources what this kavan is. The whole chapter, the whole section, the whole gate in Padres that says Tamatzilis. Why you need Atzilis? He doesn't say what it says there. He just says to look in these two places. This is Arizal. Padres is Ramak. What is Atzilis? To bestow good to his creations. His creatures, they should recognize his greatness, his majesty, and they should merit to be a chariot, to be a channel, cleaving, connecting to, to Hashem. What's the Lashon Dov? The Lashon of the. I know, I know, but the Lashon of the Pasuk, the Damas Libayez Baruch, the Dov Kabay. Yeah. <coughs> Another place in Eitzchayim, he says, It's like a publication. <laughs> publication of his, uh, of his uh, ideas. 
that he wants to. <laughs> that's a good example. The Mechaber wants to get published. That's that's the key. It's like an author. That's why you know, like they say in America, there's 300 million uh, aspiring authors. Everyone's an author. to bring to light, or to actualize, to realize pules of his functions, or shmes of his names. So we say legalish shlemes kechesov. Sometimes is a lush. He's not going into detail explaining the Kavan of Atzilis, though in the Hemshech he does so in several good places here. He does it at length. One is that there should be a creation of structure. Atzilis is like the interface. Two, that we should know godliness. That's what he says other places. But it's, it's, it's based on these uh, ideas. It's ultimately Akiru. Yeah. The Kedem Shinatolu, but the line is the Kedem Shinatolu and his God Esesfiris, and before it actually emanated and revealed and emerged. These ten spheres, they were all included within the, as I said, within the vision, so to speak, of the Maitzil. That's the definition of Esos They're the roots of the energies as they're included in Ensei Baruchu. So there's no painting yet, there's no book yet, there's no iron base, there's nothing. It's a vision of an author, of a Maitzil in this case, a, an emanator. He repeats it again. And they contain in them the kavona. This is critical because the question is the student that's going to learn it afterwards, after it becomes Esosphiris, what does he know about the kavona? Not much. A little he knows. But it's like the baby that learns in the, the mother's womb, right? You mentioned that once. Uh, yeah, but I don't know if I would apply that here. Because the bottom line is, you mean because it's only a baby? No, because he said, what does he know about the kavana after he's born? I mean, like, oh, 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 okay, okay. Yeah, 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 but yeah. The kvan is boyed, shas spheres, and we also, we already explained that the ten spheres, k'meshem be'en se'i baruchu, meaning that's the spheres like nuzes, harim betachlis apshitis. They're the ultimate shapelessness, formlessness, identityless, uh, seamless, I have all the, all the lists. Well, everything with the word less in it. <laughs> Basically, it does not have any and they're all there all together. If you remember, he spoke about how they're all together because they're in that amorphous state. And within them radiates literally, virtually, the, 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 the intention of the Maitzil, of the emanator in a very in a completely revealed way. It's all like in the Moshal. In the Moshal is the teacher, how he sees the whole picture. In Ayyad Naila Mufla means a very exalted, elevated, uh, awesome state. Back to the, and like Ukamashal is Barlea, but Moshal, the Gabba Mashpia, like we learned earlier, the Moshal, an example, the Gabba Mashpia, Shaklulim, Besichle, Kolapratim, by the Mashpia, the one teaching the idea, wherein his Seichel and his intelligence is encompassed, all the details, made it's like Inyan Sichle, Begili Mamash, Papratim. By him, the Indian Sikhli, the general picture, the big picture, radiates Mamish Begili in every detail. It's not for him a bunch of pieces, it's not a sum of the parts. It's not, I'm sorry, it's not just a bunch of, uh, 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 yeah, it's not just a sum of the parts, a part, not a detail, detail. By him, the big picture is informing every detail. So when he says a detail, he says it differently than someone who only knows the detail. That's even when the details are spelled out. Especially as the protim are all united and mixed together. It's right there, it's two levels. You know, there's how... 
But now he goes, now what happens? This is on the Kavon El Yena. This is the purpose of Atsilis and this is Svidus in, so to speak, the Godhead, inside the vision of the, the, of the artist. And through the tzimtzum, the concealment, when there was transmitted one specific unique svira, this does not have in it yet the full, complete kavana purpose of the ten spheres because he wants ten, not one. So maybe they were all created at the same time, no? But they come out one at a time, we know that. Because remember, when the student is studying, he doesn't hear the... He hears first one... They're coming out of the same... Constantly, right? Right, yeah, constantly, but remember this, Gedimah V'Ichur. The Bina is like a result of Chochmah. Nevertheless, even this detail has part of the Kavonah. So now, let's take the student. The student is reading one page in Ayin Beis. Okay? Or looking at one piece of the painting I mentioned. So you can't say this piece with it is complete the whole kavana because there's, there's another nine spheres, or there's enough and there's another pages, or there's more, more of a painting here. But it's a chelik. That's one thing. It's part of it. So you can't say it's also outside of the kavana. It's within the kavana, but piece of the kavana. And also, second thing he's saying that it's it's in a diminished state. So it's a piece. It's diminished. So it's not complete for sure. Not. A piece, yeah, but the piece is diminished. That's the first thing. So, so only three things. Um, but no, it's not. It's not the first thing. Because even the part that it is, is diminished compared to uh, the whole thing. That's why. Because you could say, you know what, in this piece you have one-tenth. One you don't have one-tenth. You don't even have one-tenth. Because it's not some of the parts. It's not like when you have the ten spheres, you suddenly have the kavan either. It's, 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 uh, it's not some of the parts. That's what you said before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Now we go. Now the student continues learning. Now we're getting all the students. When all, and now emanated all the ten spheres. Now they have that. They have within them the shleimus hakavona. Mekavona is hamaitzel baruchu batzilas esesfiras. Because now you've had a manifestation of what the vision was. The vision was not just chokhmah. Look, you have to just think of it as stages. It doesn't matter what time and it happens. It's stages. Now they have all ten spheres. You're looking at all of them. So now what? Now you have exactly esesfiras agmuzas. No. Even when you have all ten, just like one is only mir all ten is all still a diminished. It's still in a diminished state from the way it was, the pshitis, the way it's literally inside the vision of the artist. So in other words, if you learn the whole Ayin Beis, you have a diminished state of how the Rebbe Rashab, the, the, the composer, has it. 100%. Shleiberach even began to Atzmus and the Kavonah Samaitzil but on the other hand, can you say you have something outside? No, you're not outside either. You got it. You have the kavana, but it's in a diminished state. That's the mute, not siluk. That's the point here. The haribat silus v'izgalus nasubchinus mitzias nikeres akaponim, because in its emanation and revelation and emergence, it became at least a recognizable mitzias. What does that tell us? That is, that's why it's not, that's why it's mutated, or that's why it does reveal? <laughs> what does this last line say? Is this a revelatory line or a concealing? That's why it's a mute. <laughs> yeah, Yeah, because al kaponim that gives it away. In other words, you can't, it, it's now no longer the way it was in its root. 
Because now it's a Rezani Mitzvah Nikeres, so it has to have some element. Because if it's in the root, it wouldn't be a Mitzvah Nikeres. If, if you, the student, heard, understood exactly the teacher, then you're not, no longer a student. You are the teacher, basically. In other words, there's a need here to have something that is... The whole point of the Kavona was Legalish. If the Akiru Gedolose is to an entity that's just like the root, you, 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 the, the whole purpose is not being fulfilled. Or there's two entities. Yeah. Or there's one God and there's no, not us. Okay. Now here, I don't know. I, I'm sure I have to look in the Xaviyat that these three last three lines, or last six lines of this chapter, from here on, was written, I'm almost sure, in the second Madura. Because it's like a different signin and very, very big hitzes. Or maybe not, I'm not sure. Anyway, because suddenly he now sums up the difference between the two Mashalim. And I was, last time we learned it, I couldn't figure this out. I think I figured it out to some extent. So he says like this now. No, don't worry. No problem. Thank you very much. So this is like a summary. What's understood from the example of letter of Ace Bays, which is which is chapter uh, two chapters back. Of Gimel, Bays of Baruch. There you learn what we know from that Moshe is There you know of the diminished energy of one sphere. So that's its purpose, that Moshe. What does that Moshe do? It goes like this. In the Eses Spheres, Agnuzis, Chochme, Bina, and all the spheres are completely part of a big picture and it's impossible to recognize. Once Chochmah was emanated, one sphere, yeah, it's a little glorious. Chochmah reveals that there's Chochmah before, so there is a common denominator, but all you know is that it's Chochmah. So it's a revelation, so it's like the base of Baruch. The base has some revelation. He's going to explain later what that is. It's not complete concealment. The base has something, but it's only a piece of a word Baruch. That's it. You know nothing about the Kavonus HaMaitzel. The intention of the Maitzel. called hangman when you put in letters and you can figure out you have two or three letters. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but he's trying to say here what the second Moshul comes to add. They go, In this chapter. He's explaining the difference between 23 and 25. The chapter 23 teaches us the diminishment of Eir Pratishel Asfir Befrat. So Chochmah is diminished in Chochmah Esosfir Zagnuz is diminished in Esosfir Zagluz. It's a diminished state. You could get from the base back to Baruch. But there, it's not telling you more than, than the word Baruch. This one tells you more. Here, you're already getting Seichel, the intelligence of the general Kavona of why God wanted us as Firas. That's what he's saying here. What I was questioning last class, last time we learned this, was you can learn both from both Mashalim. You don't need two separate Mashalim for this. You could say in Baruch also. The Beis is only diminished. You get the Baruch, the Baruch Sha'amar Vahoya Elam, and you get all the way to the Kavon. But clearly, you're not seeing it that way. The letter, at the end of the day, cannot reveal the Kavon of Because you don't have a student, you have a beginner student just learning the letter Beis. The Beis doesn't have enough to lead you there. That's what it appears from here. It can only lead you to know that there's something more, Chachma. 
Whereas the, when you learn Seichel with a teacher, let's say you're learning, let's say, Ayin Beis, so here it's true, you don't have the whole picture, or even when you learn all the Pratim, but you have part of the picture. And you have part, and, and, and you have even the whole picture, but in a diminished state. So the Beis cannot reveal that. A Seichel Prati and a part of a bigger Seichel does reveal that. So each muscle has its mile, but he doesn't really spell out what the mile. He just says what they both do. What's a mile of the base? He doesn't say. I just said. Mm-hmm. And everything is in a form of erpnimi, which means it's internalized. In other words, even both of them, whether it's the base or the seichel prati, you're not talking about makifir. You're talking about an actual relationship with the structure. The question is whether you're, whether you're understanding. You see, like this, Baruch is made up of four letters. It's true you're teaching a student only a base. Fine. But, but there's going to be a stage, let's say a year later, where you can teach them the age of Chof. You can say, now say Baruch. Like we teach children. And the child, after a point, doesn't have to be a massive masculine, knows the word Baruch. So when he learned the base, what did he know? He learned one piece of a word called Baruch. We're not talking about a concept now that the teacher has. We're talking about the student. So, so it's like Chochmeh, he learned that the letter Beis is not an independent letter. He learned that the S-Sphere, when you see Chochmeh, not Silas, no, it comes from somewhere. It comes from a word called Baruch. It comes from a, a, a place where there's more than one Sphere. sphere and it's a place where they're all connected. To the point that it creates a whole new entity called the word Baruch, which has meaning called Baruchah. In other words, when you teach a child Beis, you're teaching him a letter. He doesn't even know about the idea that a word is more than the sum of the parts. But then you can teach him Beis, Reis, Vav, Chof, and now say Baruch. Okay, what's Baruch? Baruch means a bracha. So this teacher, the student asks you, the child asks you, is Beis a quarter of the bracha? You know, the answer is no. But without the Beis, without the Reis, Vav, Chof, you're not going to have a word. A word creates a new thing. What is that telling us? I'll tell you what it tells us. Now when you see the world around you, and you see a piece. No, this piece was put here by something bigger. And when you and when you combine it with other things, it's it will reflect a bigger idea called baruch, the idea of a, of a blessing. So it's teaching a child to look at a detail, and from the detail you come to learn something more. But this not this does not talk about the seichel of the mashpia. We don't know about the seichel of the teacher. Whereas the second marshal tells you, here's a teacher teaching you an idea. He's not just teaching you a letter that's part of a word. He's teaching you an idea that's part of a concept. This is the Kavanah This is already God's mind telling you that the Esos have a purpose in me. When you see Chochma, Bina, Das, and you get all the Esos you're getting a diminished taste, an appetizer, so-called a, uh, appetizer, a type of a glimpse into my bigger Kavanah. That's what the second Moshul does. So you could see already what each one adds. Probably one adds more the detail. That the detail is more lefida kelim, and one is more lefida air. That's probably the difference between the two. I would assume that's what he's going to say. That from the perspective of the containers, even though he's saying everything is an energy, but we're talking about energy that's closer to containers, the base and baruch, the detail. From the perspective of the energy on its own, it's more the second marshal. All air pnimi. See how dense this is. Every word. Then he goes. Now he's bringing, he's picking every part of the achas. What he said before in the Moshul, that you understand the whole Seichel even from one part. We're talking about Moshul 2, the second Moshul. 
Yashlema, because the you could say, we just said the second Moshal adds that you have the Kavonus Hamaitzel, but in a diminished way. You understand the purpose. Yashlema de Me'efna Hatzilas, Svidas Achachma. Ah, he's adding the word Efna Hatzilas. That from the way Hatzilas, the way the emanation of the Svid of Chachma, the way Chachma, even if the other spheres are not yet emerging, remember he said when you first have the when you have the first sphere, you don't yet know it's only the only a piece. You don't yet know the whole Kavana. and what you know is diminished. So you say Yeshlema, what do you mean? Because when you see Chachma, even though you don't see the rest of the spheres yet, that alone tells you something about the general Kavana. What is it? He wants it to be Erpnimi, because Chachma. Even its own already tells you that spheres are erpnimi. They're revealed. They're integrated. Chachmah is a defined entity. So it's telling you a piece of the thing. So even though I don't know yet the other nine spheres, I do know, however, that the kavana is that he wants it to all be integrated. Beis and Baruch, you don't know that at all. From Beis, you know that ultimately you're going to know. There's a word called bracha. You have no idea about anything because you're not learning a concept. Here, you're learning a concept. Chochem is teaching you something. What is it teaching you? It's teaching you that the fact that it's revealed in an integrated way, that God wants integration. He wants us to understand Him. And then he adds another thing. And he in order that he should be known through it, with it, in it, whatever. Gamma commissions by the common, and also like we'll discuss later, the Matzilas Chachmabina from the emanation of Chachmabina, who she has a good soul of You know, also, when you see Chachmabina, you know that God wants, a so good soul of Kuzbe, and He wants that we should can't be able to appreciate. Uh, un- no. What question? I didn't know there's a question here. That's what I'm saying. I think it's part, it might be part of a question. I think the question no. might be... No, no, why is it part of a question? It's, it's an explanation of the mushal. The question is why do we need both mushals? I asked that. He doesn't ask that. It, it, this is coming through from the... From, from no, 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 it's not. It's not. No. Read, read it again. No. The first mushal, he's not asked such a question. He doesn't ask no, such a question. He's not saying it in open words, but I'm saying the chuda from the, from the first mushal, he can figure it all out. And that's what he's saying now in these lines. No, no. No, 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 no. He's, he, no, no, he's explaining. You, you missed the line. He's explaining. What is the nimshal? When we say that you understand a seichel from one piece of the seichel, what is the nimshal? Yeshleimer. That from, what, from the way you see one piece of the seichel, which is Atzillus, you know the kavana, general kavana, you already know the kavana. Without even other spheres, you already know that he wants a epnimi. Another thing you know from Atzillus. He's giving now a second answer. A second thing you know. You know that he wants a sogas of the kuzbe elam. It's all mashal beis, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is not only mashal beis. A platen. He's talking about avonas haseichel mechelikal. Now, what's the what's the what 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 when, the idea of when you know one piece of a concept? What do you know from it? So he's saying you know number one the general kavana. You know already that he wants that it should be erpnimi that it should be revealed. Another thing you know is that there should be a sogas of the kuzbe elam. Like he's going to explain later that there, that the God wants us to understand godliness in this world. That's Chacham Bina. What's Atzilus Hamidus teach you? Atzilus Hamidus have a purpose. So when you see that, it reveals to you also part of the Kavanah. That he wants you to feel godliness. To emote. To emotionally relate to godliness. 
Look at the beer in Vahinav, the Biskalos Asvidus, Meir Ben Bechinus, Eden Sarsh, the Musa, the Kula. It's giving even a third reason. That when you see the Skalos Asvidus, when you see the interconnectivity, it radiates from them the completion, the, 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 the fullness, the Shlemus, the perfection. That God has everything within Him. He's all, he's all encompassing, all omnipotent, omnipotent. So he's saying, in other words, when you see those Svidus, these are Svidus Agluyas. They're teaching you things about the Kavonus HaMaitzel, as a Svidus Agnusus. Yeshlemer, the Hainu Shiyeh, Beham Agilik Meshu, Bishar Sheha Eris. So Yeshlemer, that this is in order that to be a Gili, that we should have the revelation. In the revealed spheres, we should understand a Gili the way it is in the root of the spheres, which is at the heavens, ten hidden spheres, which is how the spheres are in, 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 in the division of the divine emanator. I'm, I'm going to learn to the end of the Mimer. So at least we have that. Which goes to the answering the questions. Okay. So the base teaches us that nothing's tremendous. The base teaches the tremendous difference between the fourth sense and the after sense. No, no, he doesn't say that. I know it doesn't say that, but this is my understanding. And the second part teaches us the relationship. There is a relationship, even though it's tremendously diminished. Do gather something. I don't think that's what he's saying here. Um... Because both of them he uses mir to air. Both of them, and both he uses mir to air. One second. In the first one, there's no relationship to the. That's, but that's your conclusion of it. It's not necessarily what the example is coming to teach us. Then what is it teaching us? So it says. Listen, I'm not going to speculate because the mimer is not over. Because as you just said, that we only know one piece of the concept here. So why would I try to guess? I don't know. You could speculate what you just said. That, that's a, I'm not saying it's not possible. Doesn't say I can't say that definitively. That's what it says. I think more that it's more. He's explaining how there's two elements in how air, the air is, the energy itself and the spheres and atzilas reveal what's going on before. That's what I think. Reveal, not hide. Yes. Not not the distance. They both are have distance. And yes, the first one has maybe more distance, but 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 I think they're both revealing something, not hiding something. That's what he wants to say. say two, two types of revelation. One reveals more, um, as I said, one diminishes chokhme into a into a, a manageable chokhme, and one uh, diminishes the kavana in all the spheres in a manageable way. That's what I, that's what he but literally saying. Now that it has this virtue that the first one. It shows you more of the distance and the second one's closeness, it's possible. But I don't think, it's not definitely not shot here. Um, in the overall picture, we'll see. He's going to finish and we'll see what he says. I'm not sure. I, I lean toward that it's more like more kalim and more air rather than... But obviously, as soon as something is a little more kalim, it's a little more distance. Yashma'ayin, Gileahelim. But the base is still not Yashma'ayin, like containers. At the end of the day, the base is not a complete concealment. There is a base that remains. So, uh, but um, and the first one, second one is also very distant. Frankly, they're both not esoteric agnosis. Remember, esoteric agnosis is complete pshitus, complete formlessness. They're both not the vision of the source. Anyway, it's two examples. We're, we're developing them. He's developing them. I, I'm fine. You know, if we had to finish the mimer here and never learn anything more, we'd speculate. But there's, there's, there's a, you could take a sneak preview of the next pages. Why, 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 why don't you have the patience to want to learn the next mimer? 
I'm asking a question. No, no, I just want to I just, ask I'm, you. Un- I'm wondering how you're thinking. Without did research. It's probably not his own Moshal. Probably says it before. And um, and probably both Mashalim say it before, but I'm not sure. Because mm-hmm. I didn't really look it up. But this is part of one of, the, one of the tools. If one of you guys, if one of you look it up and find it, I would be very appreciative. But I can't really say. To fully understand it, you want to see it how it is in the source, correct? Where it comes from. Is it the Alta Rebbe? Is it the Mitla Rebbe? Most likely Mitla Rebbe says this somewhere. And then, of course... To continue seeing where where he's leading here, he still has more to say on this. The subject is not over. In chapter twenty six, he goes into the whole thing about letters. So clearly, he's going to go into the union of a letter, the power of a letter, energy. Let me finish page forty. Valpia now you have an amishna. This is the end of the Mimer. According to the above, we'll understand the Mishnah, the Chomach Lekashila Shem Shemayim. He has the different questions that every machlekas, every argument that's for the sake of heaven, meaning for not for selfish purposes, but for uh, for holy purposes. She's gonna now we're gonna understand. Now it's known there are two types of divisions. One is a division, a diversity that is the cause of interconnectivity. What does that mean? Where does that play itself out? When we see the spheres in Atzillus, doesn't say Atzillus, but in separate levels, not Gnuzas, the fact that they're distinguished is what the cause for them to be able to interconnect. Think of it like the human body. If the, if we only had a soul and there never and it was only faculties, the power of faculties in the soul, you wouldn't have a scholars. You can't call that a scholars. Not the scholars that he means here. But you have diversity. Well, yeah, diversity leads to scholars because you have different things. Now they can the, the, harmony within diversity. Well, is as we as explained earlier. That was about the essence of the head and ten head and That if they were revealed the way they were in their root, there would have been no ishtalshus, no process, no order. No gradation and no scholars, no interconnectivity. Rakai they had symptom spheres only through the through the concealment within the then spheres and spheres protis that they transmitted specific detailed spheres. Not just specific, but also each one is diminished energy. They then evolve from one another. There's a process. And there you have the interconnectivity. And this is now he's going to explain. This is his chalkus number one. Yeah. And this is the Indian, this is the, the, the idea of a machlekus shalashem shemayim. What does it mean, shalashem shemayim? An argument for the sake of heaven. That this argument is not for the argument purposes. It's because God wants diversity. It's a beautiful pshat. It's very simple, but very simple. Because it's, it's aligned. Shem Shemayim. In other words, usually Shem Shemayim means they're not arguing. For me, I'm arguing to understand Teirah. You know, Kedach was interested in his self-interest. 
Machlikas, that's not self-interest. He's saying Hashem Shemayim is kipshute. It's for the kavon elyena. It's like in Tanya where he says mischasadim uh, kene. You know, then he speaks about yeah. That uh, it's like l'shma means l'shem liyichud. So l'shem shemayim means that it should be aligned to the higher purpose, the higher kavona, the true kavona rather. Leads bechinis eskalos that there should be eskalos. In other words, if you and I were created by different end days saying shavas, and we decide, you know what, we're never going to argue. Not nothing. I mean, in a good way. Not, not, not only bad argument. I'm never going to disagree in learning. Would be not kavon aliyena. Kavon aliyena is that you should learn. I learn it, and we both see different. Obviously, we're not talking about personal. But the kavon aliyena is that you, the scholars is only possible if you voice your, your your approach, and I voice my approach. Not everybody saw bottle and shamei the first to hill or hill the first to shamei. That's not the kavon. The goal is the kavon of ischalkus is ischalkus, not the kavon of ischalkus for ischalkus. It's not an end in itself. That's basically means l'shem shemayim. V'gam pirush l'shem shemayim. Now he goes even at pikabola below. L'shem shemayim, the shame of chinus malchus. V'shemayim b'chinus zok keneda. So shem l'shemayim means the name of heaven. Shem is malchus, and shemayim heaven is zok the midas. He's showing this idea in the words themselves. Answer the translation. In order for there to be a mashpi and a makabel, a, a, a transmitter and a recipient, which means in our case, which means za is the mashpi, the zohar. Is mashpi, excuse me, a malchus. In the cave is Bechinus Makabal, the recipient. So, Dafka, Ideis, Chalkus, Asphiris, Bamadregis, Pratis. That's specifically through the division of the spheres in specific, in separate uh, categories, in separate levels. Aha. So, Shem Shemayim means Machlekus, Lashem Shemayim, Lashem, Lamalchus, Lamalchus, Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but interesting, Lashem Shemayim, in other words, yeah. So the kavon al yena is there should be shame and shamayim. Basically, the kavon al yena, the higher purpose, the true purpose is there should be malchus and zah, and there should be mashpi and makabel, giving and taking and receiving. Now comes the second, the bad one. Machleikus shalel l'shem shamayim. Veischalkus abeis, and the second type of division. So the first division we call diversity. The second one is going to be called divisiveness. Not Sibus Eskalos. The second the, 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 the division is that the Eskalos, you see, before he said Sibus Eskalos. Like Mama is the same word, Sibus Eskalos. And now Sibus Eskalos. Pirud is divisiveness. Pirud is not a positive thing. Pirud is when there's separation, not just separation, it means really um, not animosity, but. Pirud is when there's a diverse, yeah, the the division, not a nation united, but a nation divided. So, the first one's harmony within diversity. It's union, it's chaos, separation in order for there to be unity. This harmony, this one is separation in order there to be. Divisiveness. Divisiveness. That's the word. Divisiveness. Right. For who the the And this is like the Ischalkos, the division of the Sviris of Teo, not Tikkun, not Zilas. 
so they're transmitted the way they are in their source. Intense energy. And they are transmitted in a way they become a mitzias davar. They become a yesh. They become an entity. So it's two two opposites. I mean, later we discusses this at length, many many my mom later. But basically, intense energy, and also mitzias davar. You could ask, how is that possible? It seems like opposites. Explains later that both. Once you're ready into intensity, it gets into trouble. You're too much. No bittle. Shai dezenasa hapirud. Through this, she. When you say va'ayadezeh, you say and through this. Shai dezeh, you say because through this. And, and, not and, right? She, she, how do you translate she'ayadezeh? For through this. Or. That through this, nasa period comes the period of divisiveness, but between anfin mispardin, separate branches, which is a lashon in Kabbalah. Also, not just in Kabbalah. This is a mesham yiparid. The first time is with the four rivers in Gan Eden. So that there is impossible, cannot be possible. There should be interconnectivity. Einim save them zezeh. On the contrary, they don't tolerate one another. And this is the argument that is not for the sake of heaven. That's not according to the kavana. No, it's not just for your own selfish purposes. Like, but it means also not for Shem Shemayim. It's not for the kavana. It's not for Zon Malchus. Oh, and through this becomes a separation between Shem Malchus and Shemayim, and heaven. Hmm. And this is the meaning, that every disagree, every argument that is L'Shem Shemayim, Shemayim, will end up persevering, will end up being, will end up enduring. That it will endure, because this is the ultimate purpose. And also, that's one reason why it's going to be Kayim. Because it's simply that's the purpose. The purpose wants a scholar. So since the Kavon is there should be, intention should be a scholar, so it's going to last. And also, and another thing, through interconnectivity, radiates even a higher energy. He's giving two interpretations. One is simply by his scholars, this Kiyum, and then he says something more. By doing the Kavon, you receive a higher energy than you have in your own. This comes from Atmos, which gives it the power of uh, Hakim that comes from the Gili of Atmos and Insof. Like a two-work, people work together towards carrying something. Right, right. Or like Barchenov in the Kolonika type of idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's the synergy. Right. By the way, interesting thing. The Rebbe brings it very often about uh the power of unity, that it, when, when there's unity, God gave power even to Lumaza. That's why, by Dera Ploge, why does God have to confuse their languages? Because there's a power when there's Ardus, even by Sitra Achre, there's power. The only way to break their power is to create confusion by them. You know, why did God, you know, God just 
because as long as the which is the Rebbe Rachman al-Slan brings when there's Machlekes so Anshe David Neflim Anshe Anshe Avshalem survived you know that right so because they were united even though in a bad cause but unity God gave a blessing so unity of enemies can be very powerful and disparity or divisiveness among among holy people like Tamidir Rabbi Kiva doesn't bring brachas but I'll talk about negative things but the point is Ardus has a power that Okay. But a machlek is that's not for the sake of heaven. Does not have the power, does not, will end up dying, will end up and will not endure. Because it's, because it's the opposite of the purpose. The gam, the second is also a gam, and also. Because of its divisiveness, it, it is inevitable that it will disappear, it will disintegrate, disintegrate deteriorate, yeah, end up, yeah. That's the Pasuk in the Pasha Vayishlach, Pasha Vayishlach. So when it's intense like that and has all that thing, the period, the separation will ultimately expire. And then he continues in the Mishnah. For Emer, the Mishnah continues. Which is a machlekes l'shem shemayim? That's hel v'shamay. That's a machlekes, a disagreement that's according to Teir. Sheir b'chines t'schalkus d'tikun. That's based on that there should be a division in Tikkun of Chesna and Gvura. The Gamin in Machlekes Chadahel of Shami Hakolo Bchinis Hayichud Dezah or Malchus. And also we see in Machlekes of Hilo Shami that everything is in the form of Yichud of Zah and Malchus, a unity of Mashpia and Mekabel. Raka Machlekes he ima Yichud b'Derech Mamatul Amayla Shuzayin Yishamai Malchus Hashem Meloshin Hashem Er Chesov. I'm sorry, Hashem Er Chesov. Which is he measures right? He measures the ways, uh, paths. From above down, she's adding Hillel Pchinus Chesed. So let me explain this. He's adding before we learned Hillel Chesed was Chesed and Gvura, Hillel and Shami Chesed and Gvura, which Lachera that's the scholars. He's going even more another another explanation here that both of them are talking about unity. In other words, two things. First of all, Shami Shemayim simply because they did it apitera. They disagreed, apitera, and then the two different opinions. Also, another thing is that they both are disagreeing about the same thing, just a question, what's the method? So they're both talking, in other words, he's interpreting this, what does it mean? Which is the machlekes of Shem and Shemayim? The type of machlekes of Shem, Shemayim, Zohan, Malchus? Is that there's two ways. There's two ways how Zohar Malchus can connect. One is Mamat Lamayla. Shammai's way is to connect Shem and Shemayim, Zohar Malchus, through going from the bottom up. In other words, he measures everything step by step by step. And Hillel's approach is Mamat Lamata because he's Hillel is Chesed. Chesed is Bamshech. Remember, Gvura is Mamat Lamayla, always like fire rises. Chesed is like water, it transmits, it's always kinder. Transmits it gives it gives you the benefit of the doubt etc etc. And this type of machlekes 
will end up enduring. Because through this comes the yichud, the unity of zomachus. And in general, interconnectivity of all the ten spheres. So it's both here, talking both here. He's showing you how it's in Shem Shemayim, you see his scholars, basically, in the word Shem Shemayim. I've never heard this pshat before. Did you? Interesting. And this is the primary purpose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the primary, uh, what's the word, primary uh, mission, the primary Prime, when you say primary, you know when there's a mission in outer space, the primary, it's more than goal objective, primary objective. And also this should be like this and like this. That's the expression used with Samti Kotkid and so on, where you have, that you want both, you need both Matlamayla and Matlamata, which is very much the theme of Ayin Bays in general. In the future there'll be both levels. Yeah. Like like look at the tater, he says look at the tater, and the maimer dav samti katkid. So katkid, he says there's kad kad kedain or kedain. Or machleik hashen l'shem shemayim. However, a disagreement, an argument that's not for the sake of heaven. He machleikus kedach veidase. This is the argument of kedach and his cohorts and his group, his gang. The whole purpose of it was to separate between Zohar Malchus, between Malchus and, and, and Shemayim. Between the name Malchus and Shemayim in heaven and Zohar. Ah, very nice. That's why they call Anshe Shem, you know, men of name, men of distinction, men of, you know, the same like they have Floga. Like they said, let's make for ourselves a name. Yeah. Yeah. They wanted to separate between Shemayim. Well, the Malchus is the shame. The Malchus should not be bottled to Zah. That's what it means. That the Makabal. Yeah. The aim safe for this Kayim, and this will not and will not endure. Liyah Shazel Hepechakavana, because it's opposite of the purpose. The Gam, and also. Hold on. The Gam. Meaning nothing, everything, everything will be redeemed. Yeah, yeah. Vagam, it won't endure because first of all, that's an expression in Shmuel. Literally means nothing is completely pushed away. Forsaken. Forsaken. Which is an expression used that is always tshuva. You could always do tshuva. The exact lesson means from God. Nothing is is impossible. Nothing is completely rejected. Yeah. Well, is bad, and the inevitable. They have to be refined. That means this machlekes cannot last. Machlekes of iskalus, of course, it can last. It's iskalus, like he said, and you need both opinions. And that's why, by the machlekes, the first machlekes l'shem shemaim, you hear specifically two sides, Hillel v'shamay. Hillel and Shammai. You say both sides. Because these are the two approaches to Yichud. Whether it's from the bottom up or top down. And you need to spell them out. And that's also Iskalos. Iskalos means that each of them are there, are distinct and recognizable. But by the Mechlech that's not for heaven's sake, it only says Kedach and Edasa, Kedach and his 
gang. Because they wanted to separate. And that's why it will not end up enduring. But that's for the Shem Shemayim. Sake of heaven, Zohar Malchus will end up enduring Shazot as the ultimate purpose. So, because they wanted to separate, so you don't have the other side. They don't want the other side, actually. But they don't, you don't mention the other side. Here, you need these two approaches. There, the whole point is to separate. So, there's no two sides, really. Now, those two sides are relevant to mention when, there's, when they're both necessary to fulfill something. Other places it says the Machlekes is Kedach made the Machlekes. Meishim was not part of it. But that's. Kitzur. This is the Kitzur of chapter 25. Yesh Lamer, Eid Moshel. Yesh Lamer, we can say another Moshel. The Yesh Lamer is Mashman, there's another Moshel that is from him. Whereas in chapter 23, the Lashon was by Moshel Bazel Kamoibi Kibbutz. It doesn't say Yesh Lamer there. So this needs to be looked at. Um, it's possible the second Moshel is the Rebbe Rashab's original Moshel. But still, I'm sure the Moshel says somewhere, it depends on whether it says exactly like this. See, the yesh that exist is because they're mashalim on the highest levels of Esser, Sir, These mashalim may all be from the Alter Rebbe or the Mittler Rebbe, but they may not be on these levels. They may be on different, on lower levels. Well, we'll have to look it up. I don't want to speculate on that. yesh <coughs> you can say another example. Example for what? For how? The hidden spheres enter into the, the, the revealed spheres. What happens there exactly? Like a, a concept that's understood specifically through many details. The transmitter, the mashpia, who knows the details, know, knows the whole concept. When it's revealed to the recipient, every detail on its own, in every yeah, every detail, and each one of them has a part. Of the essential, and part of the essence of the idea. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm not reading it right. And each detail by itself, Shabakol Echad Yeshkelik. Will be Galsa Makabla and the revelation to the recipient. Had a call Prad Bifni Atzme. Shabakol Echad? Every prat is by itself. And every prat has a part of it. Another comma. Yeah, you're probably right. Okay. In each detail, there's a part of the whole thing, and that essence and the essential seichel idea is in a diminished way. Diminished light. Even if the recipient understands a bit of the entire seichel. And also when all the details are revealed, 
even when all of them are revealed by the mashpia and his essence of his mind radiates an intense energy, according to the subtlety of the concepts, of the ideas, even after he received the whole thing. Yeah. Mashenkin, however, that's not the way it is by the Makabal recipient. The example for it above is the Kavon, is the intention of the Maitzel, that's the idea. What's the big idea in the, in the Nimshal? It's turned through the Kavon, the purpose of the emanator in emanating these spheres. He had something in the parentheses. And Dafke specifically through ten spheres. What means right? What means she'en merak mitzad agili? What? In other words, it's not just for revelation purposes. The specific intent in the ten spheres, as we will explain. So now he's going to explain. Hine b'shor she'eris, the root of the energies, which means the ten hidden spheres. She'en b'pshitus ab'achdus meir er na'ilu mufla. So in the root of the energies, within the kavana, the intention of the emanator, there, which they are formless and completely united, there the air radiates in a very lo- uh, nila, a very lofty and one- and awesome way, a very high and lofty or awesome light energy. And when one sphere is revealed, how does that this is in a form, it's in a form of diminished energy. And also, this is now that's okay. So even the detail has, but it's still in diminished, even if you understand it's part of it. And also when they all emanate, all of them, it's still in the form of mir because as you said, but by the Mashpia, it's Dakus. He has that whole ethereal and subtle appreciation of it, whereas the Makabal does not. And then he answers, and with this explained, and with this explained the mission of the Omachlekes L'Shem Shemayim, this separation, is the cause for interconnectivity. Now here's my Klotzkasha. What does this answer have to do with anything we learned in the Maimer? What do you mean, the only place he mentioned this Kalos was two lines before the end of the last section, we said the Iniskalus, the Skalus reveals that Aiden Safshemusta the Kula. That's the only thing Iskalus in this whole Maimer. So what exactly do you say in this paragraph that cannot be understood without the previous chapters? So he hints here, Kishalkasanali Sibase Iskalus. Maybe the Iskalkus of Ezra Sviras Agluyas was he hints in the parentheses. That the kavon of eses is there should be skalos separation in order for unity. So even though he doesn't really say in the mime, the mime is speaking much more how we don't have what we don't have. That as much as we understand, we only understand the kavon a bit. Maybe that's it. But the kavon is skalos. So we do ultimately get that by seeing these skalos by by coming by. In other words, what, he's, what this end is doing actually is fascinating. He's not really saying api hanal. That another Maimorim, after you learn it, this is the explanation of this Maimor Chazal. This actually is actually part of the Maimor in a way. What he's saying is like this. Till now we learned that what? That the Esos Fritz says it's all one there. Then the Seichel is concealed and you get a part of the Seichel. 
even when you get all the, why do you need all these parts? He doesn't say the reason. The reason is because God wants to have an existence with structure. Here he's saying the reason. He wants his chalkus in order there should be his chalkus. That's the kavana. He hints it in the two lines before. He says, he says, because it's in order for them to be the gila like shoshayeris. But if the were revealed the way they were, like he says here, In Toyu, it's revealed the way it's necessary to and there was no Hizchalkos. That's why there was no Hizchalkos. In Tikkun, you have the opposite. There is a diminishing. Now you have a student who understands concept by concept, but the point of that is that there should be Hizchalkos. So therefore, in Esosphere, in the, hidden, in the revealed spheres, we have a revelation of the, of, the, of the hidden spheres. That's what he's saying here. So it's interesting, different way that he, you know, it's, it's a little different than how he, Alpiha now. It's almost like a, 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 it actually fills up, a, fills in a piece that he didn't speak about, the purpose of Atzillus. Okay, so we conclude with this, uh, chapter 25, the whole introduction, all the way up to page 41.